The following is brought to you in association with and from a proud partner of the Shining Wizards Network. Entertainment here. This episode of Radioactive Metal is dedicated to the memory of Cynthia Alberton. This is Radioactive Metal, your source for news, views, tunes, and interviews. Here are your hosts, Snowy, Rock, Corrine, and Aaron. What's up, everyone? Welcome to a special Today is the Day episode of Radioactive Metal. This is episode 698. And I'm Snowy White. And this is Aaron. Dear listeners, True Call Coffee, T-R-V-E-K-V-L-T Coffee.com. They are the most metal coffee, and this weekend at Record Store Day, I saw the most metal mugs. One, there's like a 70s looking partridge family kind of thing. It says death metal sing-along. Oh, oh, nice. And I will make sure that I like I'm, I was almost post them, but I wanted to hold them for our Instagram, right? Um, but then the other one looks like looks like one of the traditional like golden books you know like the old golden books from like the 40s with all yeah. the kids and how they're drawn well uh-huh. it's one of those but it says let's summon a demon <laughs> and basically the kids are sacrificing another kid so ah. yeah so i need to post that because that is the kind of mug you need to drink true call coffee t-r-v-e-k-v-l-t coffee.com it's made for metalheads by metalheads I am sure they were out celebrating Record Store Day this past weekend, like we're going to talk about. Um, but yeah, go check them out. Go subscribe. Never run out of coffee and get great music every month because they absolutely rock. What's happening, Snowman? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm definitely, by the time this evening ends, okay, I'm definitely going to need, I uh, know, I know, maybe even after. As soon as we're done this, I'm gonna need definitely gonna need a caffeine Kickstarter. So I'm gonna need a a big old mug of true Cavalt coffee because, like you said, this is record store day weekend. Or as we speak, yesterday was was record store day. We had that going on. I just walked walked in, and just before I sat down and we pressed record, I got back from the Winnipeg Collectibles Convention. And so later on, as soon as I'm done this, I got to run from here. I got to run to Mr. Matt's place, my co-host with uh, Wrestling Night in Canada. 
here on the Shining Wizards Network to record there. So I got a busy weekend, dude. And yes, it's all you do. It's all good stuff. It's been absolutely amazing, and I can't wait to get into it. Not only are we going to be discussing, you know, our record store day haul and all the goings on and everything that we encountered and all that great stuff during yesterday's fabulous day. I was made uh, I was made privy to a really cool new um, TV show. Well, basically a YouTube show, I guess, which is kind of directed towards real music fans. So I can't wait to get into all of that. We got a mid full of tunes as well. I'm just I'm just ready to rock and roll here, my friend. Um, but before we do that, as you heard at the top of the hop, we lost someone. Okay, like this person. One Sil Sylvia Al Alberton. Okay, like I'm sure I'm mispronouncing her name, and I'm 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 so sorry. She is this good. She is this amazing example of contributing to the music scene, you know, and making a name and a legacy for yourself without even, you know, ever having written a song, which I don't know for sure if she had or not who sylvia albatron was is she was best known as cynthia plastercaster okay she was the artist who gained notoriety with uh making the the cast of the junk of Jimi hendrix and jello biafra's members i think she has <laughs> a book out right like i I think so. There's a book or a so. documentary or something, but I think that she actually displayed all the different casts. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, when that, when that news kind of came across my desk, I was like, who is that? Who is that? And then it's like, oh, right. Right, right. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's too bad. And like we said... We uh, want to give our condolences to all of her friends and family. That's too bad. 74 years young. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah that's a bummer. <clears throat> but if you think about that, she was pretty young when she met Hendrix. Oh, yeah, she would have had to have been. That was, oh, geez. Well, 50 years ago, I guess. Yeah. Oh, geez, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's amazing, okay. And I bought a record, okay, by a certain artist, which I'll get to during the discussion. It's some of his newer material, and that record came out 22 years ago. Jeez. So when you think about what, his new yeah. record... His new record is 22 years old. Well, well, well yeah, yeah, it, it, it kind of is. So, yeah, but let's, let's get to some music that I do know is new in all sense of the words because the new sentient horror record Rites of Gore is available now from Redefining Darkness and we're going to drop a track from that for the good folks at True Cavalt Coffee for our mandatory 
metal segment. This is some really, really great stuff. Like we played the last sentient horror record and it went over big time with our listeners. So once again, for true cobalt coffee, this is sentient horror with obliteration of souls.
We've been very busy this week. Here's our metal fix. Okay, dude, what's going on? Well, not much, man. Like, <clears throat> I felt like I was listening to some stuff on Friday. Apparently, I either didn't write it down or I just don't remember. I've been so excited for Record Store Day. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, and that's what I'm trying to, like, look here. I'm like, is there, what was I listening to? Um, but now, like, there's a new... Oh, so yeah, I don't think I listen to anything really that new. Um, there's a new Primus record out, and nobody knows where to put it, so it shows up in metal and rock, um, right. and, and that always fascinates me. But Record Store Day was yesterday, and my son and I made our way down there, mm-hmm. and um, I didn't get everything on my list um, because, well, we made it quite later than I expected, and you know, stuff sells out fast. Pretty quick, yeah. But, I'll get to that soon enough. Yeah, but I did pick up Portals. Oh, right on. I was so excited. I picked up Portals. That's the Kirk Hammett solo album. Um, I, I even got like an email this weekend from Metallica. Um, you know, linking to an uh, an interview with Kirk and saying, "Hey, it's available." And I think you can even buy it through the Metallica store. But it was a record store day first. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't even released uh, until Saturday, but um, I honestly thought they weren't going to release digital until like a little bit later. But then I saw you could buy it digitally on the iTunes store, ah, um, which I did because I wanted to have a digital copy as well. But then I opened it up, and if I would have been reading closer, I would have noticed the includes download card. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah. Now I have a digital download card that I don't need, Um, (laughs) Mm -hmm. a digital copy and portals, which I was spinning today, and man, dude, Mm -hmm. just the the opening track, Maiden in the Monster, is fantastic. Like I I think the thing I'm most excited about with this record is that it doesn't sound like Metallica, but it's great. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. and unlike other things that didn't sound like Metallica and were not, you know, so because uh-huh. uh, and and I don't need it to sound like Metallica. I just want it to be well worth my time to turn turn on, you know. Definitely, and Definitely. this is so good. Like I, I like the first track is like seven minutes long, and then I was just getting into the second track when we started this, and I just I love it. And um, now I'm seeing here that it was mixed by Kirk and Bob Rock, so that's pretty cool. Oh wow! Yeah. And I'm wondering if you recorded all this in Hawaii, because they mixed it in Hawaii. And that's pretty awesome. Um, but yeah, it looks like he had a few different musicians join him here. My my only complaint about this, and this is like so minor, because like the vinyl is like this ocean blue vinyl. It's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. The Beautiful. labels look great. But when I read the interview online, you know, he was talking about... Oh, he was talking about how like this record was something he'd started planning five years ago when he started taking his horror poster collection on exhibit to art museums. Right. And, and you know, you and I were talking off air saying, oh, this would make a great soundtrack. And it seems mm-hmm. like that's what was going on. I, when I read, I read that interview before I picked up the album, and then I opened the album yesterday when I got home, and there's nothing in the album. Like, it's 
it, it, you know, it's some pictures. You've got a little bit of um, credits and things on the back, but it's just a boring white sleeve inside. Mm-hmm. And I honestly expected a little bit more from Kirk, especially, you know, reading and knowing that it's it's horror themed. I would have expected some sort of horror art inside the story. Like, hey, let me tell you the story of this or like spin some sort of tale, you know? Right. Um. So, yeah. So, but I mean, you know, that's a silly thing to be disappointed about um, because the music is killer. And that's really why I bought it. It's really great i can't wait to get through the rest of it mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah i picked it up i'll get to my thoughts on it a little a little bit later but yeah i'll definitely agree it's uh it's good it's gonna be a dark horse this year shall we say oh yeah 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 actually i need to add this to my um to my uh rammy award list i think mm-hmm. once i get through it i'm pretty sure it's going to be a contender for something um <laughs> Maybe I'll be a jerk and call it the comeback of the year. Um, <laughs> best best new artist. There we go. Best new said. artist. That's what we're doing. But we'll, we'll, uh, you know what we need to do? We we need to do a tongue-in-cheek category for the Rammies that we call best new artist. That's an artist who's either doing like, you know, who's been around for 40 years like Kirk doing their first <laughs> solo record. Or yeah. it's just somebody who hasn't put a record out in twenty years. Yeah, like, yeah. Best or new artist. Yeah, it's, it's some artist so that a musical connoisseur would know who it is, but right. Joe and Jane Average forget it, even though they're like legends. Yeah, we we need some yeah. sort of smart ass category for us. I, you know, I think so. That's I what think. We do. So. <laughs> um, the I picked up the baseball theme the, from the Vince Guaraldi Trio for Peanuts, right? Mm-hmm. And it's a seven inch single, and it's got gorgeous art on the on the front. It's got the um, uh, uh, what Chuck Charles Scholes. I'm like, why can't I remember his name? But it's got the Charles Schultz, like, classic Charlie Brown with that bewildered look standing on the pitcher's mound. And then on the back, you've got Snow- Snoopy with his Joe Cool sunglasses. And Joe also, Cool. Joe Cool is my buddy. Yeah. And a catcher's mitt. So it's just, that's fantastic. And then something I picked up that I didn't even go in for. Um, I, I just happened to see it. Because remember we talked about Satan's Pilgrims last week? Mm-hmm. I think it was last week or whenever we talked about this. But... So Satan's Pilgrims surf rock band, um, and I'm like, and when I went and looked at what the album cover is supposed to look like for that special release, I'm like, oh, I might buy this just for the art. So when I got there, they had one copy, nobody could find it, uh, so I did not walk away with that. But I just happened to glance and see something called the Blue Stingrays. It says anonymous and instrumental surf sounds. So I have no idea what the hell I'm getting into. <laughs> but it sounds like it's up my alley. Like the pictures on the back um, look very surf guitar-ish. I'm like, well, this ought to be fun. The first uh, track on side A is called Grits and Eggs. The second track on side B is called Dawn Patrol. So it should oh. be pretty interesting. So we'll see how that goes. But um, I wanted to pick up the Jackson 5 ABC album. I didn't see that. Um, there's a lot of other stuff. And I almost got, but I kind of waited on. Um, so, yeah. So, Matt, how about you, man? Let's talk about your scores. Well, I'm going to get to that a little 
bit later because I do kind of have a metal fix here that I kind of want to get into, first of all. Yeah. Um, for myself or my metal fix, as you will recall, last episode I had spoken about how a couple days after our recording of said episode, I was going to be joining my good buddy Travis here in the Winnipeg metal scene at his home studio along with good friends of the show shit happens to record travis's back alley beers podcast i love that as you will recall yeah yeah it's absolutely absolutely fantastic so what i did and i went on my way right after work i had to go straight from work to travis place i decided yeah okay i'm gonna grab a case of beer because it is back alley beers yeah but i i I'm known in the Winnipeg scene for my back alley lemmings. Yes. So yes, I had are. to stop and buy a two liter of Coke and a, you know, a big bottle of Jack and make my way over there. Altogether, there, there was nine of us. There's Travis and his three co-hosts. To Han, his girlfriend Marge, and her brother Phil, who are, you know, in bands within the metal scene and the hard rock scene here in Winnipeg. I won't go into too much because I've now met these people, although seeing them on Facebook and all that just throughout throughout the pandemic, I already kind of feel like I know these people without ever actually having met them or been face to face. You know how that works. Oh, yeah. You know, when you have common friends and and all that. So it was really good to finally meet them. And we just went down in Trav's home studio. We all sat around a couple mics. We just drank an obscene amount of, <laughs> of back alley beers and back alley lemmies. And just talked about shit. Just whatever. We barely spoke about music at all. You know, so when that episode is up i'll be sure to you know to provide a link on our on our so on our social medias and i'm sure i'll i'll tell all of our listeners here live on the show where to find it and everything that went on it was it was an absolutely fantastic it was a fantastic time it was just it was a house party with microphones that was basically it that's awesome <laughs> on a tuesday night yeah tuesday that's great night. okay and that that goes back to what, and I might have even said this last last episode. Everyone is, uh, you know, uh, it's after the weekend, and uh, now you know. Okay, schedule fun things for Tuesday, for Wednesday. Trust me, that just makes the week go by so much better, for sure, for sure. When you're actually looking forward to something beyond the weekend so that was a lot of fun that was a lot of fun um not only um did we have record store day going on as well which i forgot to mention at the top of the hop and i can't believe we didn't know this already okay but april 23rd is not only record store day it is international ramones day the 23rd is international ramones day yeah, this is the twenty fourth. No, today today is the twenty fourth, right? Yeah, 
as we speak, Sunday. Record store day, Saturday is the 23rd. Okay. But that I thought is... Ramon's day was when it was 20, 20, 24 mm. hours to go. No, I... No? Darn it. I am... Dude, okay, it's been one of those days let's... where I suck at life. Well, like, I've know. been maybe, struggling so hard today. Right. Maybe you're right. Maybe no, I'm... Maybe my I'm information was the, was the 23rd. I think you're right. I mean... I'm just remembering, like, I could have sworn we somewhere, possibly in 2020, because, you know, 2020 was six years long, um, <laughs> that there was something about 2020, 24 hours to go. Well, you have the Google there. I am. I'm Googling right now. That that, that was my information. And, like, the, okay, even, even it is today, it's like, wow, what a great weekend, you yeah. know? Record store day. The next day is April twenty third. You're dead on, dude. Okay, okay. Like, what a great day it was. And yeah. I just that that's in hindsight. I wish that I woke up knowing that it was also Ramon's day because every time that I when I was out and about, everyone, every shop that I went to, there. Hey, Snowy, how are you doing? I'm like, you know what? I'm doing great. I've been laughing and smiling all day. And that puts a laugh in their heart and a smile on their face. And it's just, that's that's what I want to bring, you know, everywhere I go. Like, that that spirit. It makes even more sense now because they released that big Ramones box set, The Sire Years, yesterday. Mm. Of all the mm. vinyls. So I'm like, well, that totally makes sense why that just all of a sudden kind of came out. That would, yeah. Yeah. That, I Definitely really sense. Yeah. <laughs> oh goodness. Yeah. Not only did we have record store day going on, but here in Winnipeg, just today, getting home just now, but uh the Winnipeg Collectibles Convention was going on. Yeah. Now it's not it, like every year we have the big the big convention at the convention center where they bring in all the actors and 800 million booths. And it's, it's just a really huge thing. This is one of the more lower key festivals in one of the hotel ballrooms and all that, but is it where you've got big balls? We got the biggest balls of them all. I heard that at work today. I, I I love it when a plan comes together, Hannibal, like that. <laughs> because I heard big balls on the radio at work today. <laughs> so, yeah, I basically got up this morning, went to work, went straight from work to the Winnipeg Collectibles Convention, and it's just myself and my brood. We're just we're just walking around, check checking out the booth, seeing if there's any interesting stuff to be had. I found a couple cool. Um, horror film magazines and a uh, a batman graphic novel but this this is really cool okay and it was something that mrs snowy saw okay and she pointed out to me and it's like good idea because she found this um ceramic salt and pepper shaker in the form of the rca dog and the gramophone <sighs> With the no. dog, yeah, with with the dog, he's got his ear perked into the gramophone and all that. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Oh, uh, uh, she she pointed out, just love, love, look at that there, sold, right there. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. So it's just, 
I'm, I'm not even putting salt and pepper in it. It's just going on my pop culture shelf and all that because it's such an iconic image. Yeah. You know, the dog and the gramophone and, and all that. So it's like, oh, this is fantastic. This is fantastic. Made my way down a little couple more booths down. And I found this one. It's more of a music and magazine booth. Well, this dude, an old timer, old time dude, an old time rocker. He was selling some eight tracks. Oh, that is old time. Dude. Wow. He had copies of Destroyer and Dynasty. Wow. On eight track. And I just like, yoink. That's mine. He said, well, I really don't think they're going to play. I don't care. I just want them. I have a couple. I have a Gatto and an Alice Cooper eight track. Whenever I see like these cool eight tracks, these cool albums from the seventies, you know, like I want them just to have. Yeah. You know, like I'm waiting. I'm waiting for that time to uh, when I'm at a convention or something, or or even a garage sale, and I see like never mind the Bullocks. Oh yeah. Or something, <laughs> or the or the Runaways, Queens of Noise, or Zeppelin Four, or something. You know, like yeah, or more more Kiss or Slade from, from from back in the day. It's like, oh yeah, yeah. So I grabbed those as well. Same booth was selling these old promotional posters from concerts that came through Winnipeg over the years. Okay, and I'm looking up, I'm looking at it, and it's like, holy shit. Excuse me, is that really a budgie poster I no. see? Yeah, yeah. When Budgie came here and I I had to I I I had to Google it when I got home to find out that Budgie, the one time they came to Winnipeg was in nineteen seventy seven at the Playhouse Theater. Okay. Wow. The admission on this promotional poster? Yeah. Five bucks. Dude. <laughs> I know. I know. You, you spend that more than that on a fucking cup of coffee at Starbucks. I know. No, these is. days. Five yeah. bucks to see Budgie? Like, oh my God. Granted, it was 1977. Still. But still, yeah, yeah. So I definitely. Had a really good time with that. When I woke up this morning, I was like, ah, my metal fix. Yeah, it's cool. But yeah, I'm not really going to have very much to say because I kind of want to save it for a little bit later on. So let's get into some music here. Uh, June 6th, courtesy of Unspeakable Axe Records. Winnipeg Death Metalers besieged our back. Their new record violence beyond all reason will be dropping and they've put out their first i don't know single basically their first video out on youtube and making the promotional rounds so actually do if you don't mind i want to get in to that the winnipeg thrashers besieged with testaments
Okay, dude. So we got a couple things we want to talk about. We kind of, you kind of allude, you kind of mentioned your record store day haul in your metal fix, but I kind of want to know where you went, who you were with, what you did, everything that kind of went along with this as well. What's going? Cool, what, what happened? It was very non-eventful. Mm-hmm. Um, for reasons I will not get into here on the show, um, I did not get down there as planned and it did not go the way that I wanted. So my son and I went down, we did not get there till like the afternoon. Um, I had a few friends I was going to meet. They were all there well early in the morning and I missed all of them. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you know, everything I talked about in my metal fix, that's all that happened. That's it. I am sure your son, though, was stoked for the day. He did. He had a really, really fun time. Mm-hmm. I noticed that there's... I saw some people, okay, at my first stop that probably it could very well have been their first venture out into in, into the record stores and, and experiencing this whole thing because they looked... They looked quite young, yeah. You know, shall shall we say? And you know, there's the meme, the meme going around of the of the of the young lady flipping through the 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 record bins, saying that there are people on this earth right now that have never experienced, you know, the thrill of going to a record shop, and that's that's the whole idea behind Record Store Day. Yeah, all of these cool releases are good for guys like you and I, the connoisseurs and all and all that. But it's really to raise awareness, shall we say, to the idea of a record store to people that don't always get out to them. There are people that still, with everything going on, 
I still, every once in a while, okay, well, there are records still being made. There's record stores like vinyl. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we've, we've come so far with record store these last 12 years, I guess it's been that, um, yeah, there's, there's still people that it, it's still like, how do you not know this? Well, you know, think about how most people purchased music um, before the internet. It was mm-hmm. at a large chain, right? So you know, I can't remember what they were called up there. Um, was it HMV? Yeah, we had HMV. Right? Okay. Before that, there was Sam the Record Man. Well, we had I, Sam that's... Goody, and then there's something else, and then National Record Mart was down here. But then I think the most famous is Tower Records. Tower, yeah. yep. So you had these big chains, and I mean, you know, Tower had indie cred because that's how they started, and they honestly kind of maintained it. But you know, if you watch that documentary, they talk about the th- <laughs> kind of what killed them. So, um, but I, I think that's just because so many people were just used to going to a mall and a big shop in a mall that mm. they didn't know that there are still some indie shops around, you know. And right. I mean, Monster. I feel like Monster's either 15 or 20 years old. That's oh, okay. not very old. No, you not know? at all. Not at all. You know, I mean, we're, we're talking that's in this century, you know. So, yeah, I, I can see why people are struggling. But then, like, Pittsburgh has a, has a shop called Ides. And, I mean, I remember Caddick and I skipping school, I think, to go down there. Oh, you're a rebel. You know, I, um, so yeah, like Ides was just such a great store. And I mean, so that's the 80s. So they're well over mm-hmm. 40 years old. They're spanning at least two centuries now, you know. Um, so I, I think that's part of it because, you know, like I, at work, um, I've started sharing the Record Store Day link every year. I'm like, hey, check this out, Record Store Day. Because mm-hmm. I'm always talking about music in our group chats. And there were a lot of people like, I didn't even know I had a record store near me. And I, I got calls um, last year from people who were like, dude, I went. Let me tell you what I got. I had no idea. I don't even have a record player yet. <laughs> you know? But it was like that kind of stuff where it's like, okay, this is somebody who needed this little kickstart and now we've got a fan for life and you know, it, it's, it's happening, which is exactly like what you said, what record store day is supposed to do. Mm-hmm, you know? mm-hmm. And I really feel that it's, it's doing that. I have, I had a, a couple, actually I had about three places that I was going to the, my first stop weren't doing any of the, um, record store releases but i wanted to be first of all number one at old gold vintage vinyl when they first opened up 10 a.m which is about two hours earlier than when they normally open on a saturday because um the head hon- head honcho miss mr brent really cool guy i love talking to him love hanging out with him and all that he he let me in on some really cool um, 80s records. While they're not official Record Store Day releases, he was waiting to drop them for that day. So I'm like, okay, I'm there. I'm there when when you open. That's great. 
I make my way there. It's 10 to 10. Okay. It is raining out. Now. Oh, dude. Okay. <laughs> it's like that figures, you know, you're raining on my parade, literally. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. Well, maybe, maybe that'll just work to my advantage because maybe people will be waiting until the rain subsides before they make their way out or, or whatnot. No, as I'm approaching old gold vintage vinyl, okay, I notice there is already a line forming outside down the street just to get in to this little record shop that doesn't even have any of the record store day releases. That's Awesome. And they're not they're not even open yet. Yeah, this is absolutely fantastic. Big smile on my face. But while I'm standing, you know, and they've it's a small shop, it's one little room and all that. You can only let in twelve people at a time. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, this actually isn't very good. Now what I'm looking for is kind of more obscure metal from the eighties. Right. Okay, so I'm like, uh, chances are, you know, and I quickly gave everyone ahead of me in line. I quickly gave them the once over looking for metal patches. And <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, yeah, you're profiling. Do, yeah. How old are they? Do I see any gray hair or any of these people looking for my 80s records that I'm here for? No, no, I think I'm pretty safe. I think I think I'm pretty safe. They let the first batch of people in, and then as someone leaves, they let someone in. Okay. Well, I finally get in there, and there's Brent opening the door. Hey, Snowy. Hey, man. This is great. Happy Record Store Day. It's so good to see you. Like uh, I'm, I'm in just that kind of mood. No, okay. I'm just so stoked for everything. First thing I do is I go straight to where the new drops are and sure enough the record that i was looking for most was juggernaut's baptism under fire he told me about it in advance it was going to drop that day i needed this this was uh 19 1986 the debut really the only record from juggernaut from uh, Metal Blade Records. And it was one of those albums that, um, like, pre-internet, you know, it's not like we can go on YouTube or Bandcamp and listen to anything just to get a feel for it. Right. Back then, I had no idea who Juggernaut was. I just remember reading, you know, an article in Metal Forces and then seeing the ads in the magazines and and all of that but it was just one of those bands that i never got to but i knew okay for this day i'm going to right or wrong and i'm going to grab that so that was the first record that i grabbed well the second one that i was interested in was uh tyson dogs beware of the dog okay and that was still up on the rack but oh what he had priced it at was a little too rich for my blood. So it's like, uh, okay, you know what? Uh, I might have to pass on this because I'm going to be going to two other shops and I'm going to be picking up 
official record store day releases yeah. as well. So unfortunately, I had to pass that. Hopefully, next time round when I go there, it'll still be on the shelves and all that. Horns crossed. I continued to look. Does the band Coney Hatch mean anything to you? I feel like I know that name, but I could not place uh, why yeah. I would. In the early 80s, okay, Coney Hatch was this big hard rock AOR band up here in Canada. Songs like Hey Operator, Monkey Bars. Um, oh, Monkey Bars, I think I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Devil's Deck. You know, they're just, they were just this awesome Canadian rock band. Their, their guitarist... In 1990, he released his first solo album, one Andy Curran. Okay, he released his, his self-titled debut solo record, which the first single was called No 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 Tattoos. This record blew Mrs. Snowy and I totally away because we were Coney Hatch fans. Okay, but this 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 record was amazing. We had the cassette, and we played the shit out of it and oh sure enough old gold has it on vinyl going i need that i need that so i'm also going through just their regular stock not necessarily their um their their record store day drops and i find a record from morgrel's cross which Okay, I don't really know too much about them. They're an Australian black death band. Okay, I think this record goes back. You know, I'm I'm not even entirely sure. But it's, once again, I don't know who they are, right? But it goes, and it's kind of ironic and apropos that I should do this on Record Store Day. Okay, because back then, okay, before there was no internet, what did you go on? The cover. The cover, the name of the band, the label they're on, all of that really cool stuff. Well, I did that with Morgrill's Cross, Psalter of the Royal Dragon Court. Kick-ass band logo, album title, and the cincher was it's on Hell's Headbangers. Oh, rock on, dude. So... Yeah, had to pick that one up. Okay. As I'm in line, Mr. Brent says, hey, man, don't forget, there's some more stuff. Like, I know you're here for the 80s stuff. Did you check out that section more towards the back? No, I didn't. Okay, I'll quickly go and give it a look. And I found a vinyl copy of Motorhead's Another Perfect Day. Oh, rock on. Okay, This was actually... My very first, like this, this particular copy was a 1991 reissue. I think the original Another Perfect Day goes back to 1981. But that was actually my very first Motorhead album. Um, after, ah, after I'd gone metal full time in about 1984. Okay. Just walking down the street on the sidewalk. I looked down. And I see a Motorhead cassette of Another Perfect Day. And so I just picked it up. All right. 
Right on. This is I don't know too much because I'm just going metal full time. Don't know too much about this band, but yeah. mine. Thank you. And I went home. I played it, and the rest was history. <laughs> okay. To this day, this old, broken down, played to shit, you know, cassette that I would never put into my player again. Okay. I still have it to to this day. That's because awesome. because like I said, call me a hoarder. Well, you won't, but just Joe and Jane <laughs> average. Call right. me a hoarder or whatever you want, or I have some sort of mental affliction because I never got rid of all my stuff because I'm a collector. I just I just didn't want to get rid of it, but I was never going to play it again. So when I saw that, when I saw it on vinyl, I'm like, yeah, that's mine. That's mine for sure. For sure. So a whole hell of a lot of money later. I had to tear myself away. I'd like to hang out some more and talk with you guys, but you guys are busy and I have other places that I gotta go. I was meeting I was meeting Mrs. and Little Snowy at a uh, comic book shop. Okay. No, oh no, before then. I um, had to quickly take a small bus ride to into the music downtown. There, I knew they would have some of the more record store day releases. The ones that we spoke about, not last episode, but the one before that, when right. we went over when we went over the website and we decided exactly wanted. Well, yes, into the music. And I've talked about this show or this, excuse me, this store many times. I knew they would have something and they delivered. Right away, I saw our aforementioned Kurt Hammock Portals EP. And well, <laughs> for his four song EP, what, what they wanted for it was, oh, it was, it was pretty pricey. But you know what? And I never really, I gave the first single quote unquote high plains drifter i gave it about a 30 second listen which is really nothing to go on i just know that i wanted this because that was enough to convince me and besides like we've said on this show Hammett's our favorite beetle right and we knew okay that this was going to deliver as you can kind of hear i got all of these records as i talk about it here in my hot little fists sometimes this show needs to be a video show yes <laughs> okay. yeah maybe we should work on that i think i think i think we probably should yeah yeah i'm going to back up everything that you said about this this record yeah and it really did strike me as this is soundtrack music. Oh yeah, you know, to a to to a movie that that just doesn't exist. And then, well, like when you think about High Plains Drifter, isn't that like a that's an old western? I think it's a Clint Eastwood, right? Yeah, yeah. And you kind that song kind of you had that feel to it, like that that could have been a soundtrack to a song, you know, in a more modern. Western as well, okay. Alice Cooper's Brutal Planet. Oh, see, I didn't even see that. That it is my favorite oh, Alice. Man. It is my favorite Alice Cooper record. Yeah. You know, I pretty much have 
have all of them by now. The old ones, the new ones, and everything kind of in between. I have it on CD. I have it memorized. But I saw it, and it was hearkened. It was hearkening me. You need this sweet-ass double album. And all that. And it's like, oh, yes, I definitely do. It was a little on the pricey side for an, for an album I basically already have memorized. But CDs are good. Okay. But, man... If it's you're one of your all-time favorites, you gotta have it on vinyl. Uh, you know, so yeah, I I bit the bullet. I sh I shelled out for that. Made my way to catch up to um, my brood at the record shop. Just down the record shop is Planet of Sound, another really cool independent shop. That I go, I'm there every Saturday. When when we make our way to the Galaxy Comic Shop, I always say, "Okay, ladies, I'll be right back. I'm running to to Planet of Sound. Be right back." Okay, so that was my first stop. I'm checking out their stuff, and yeah, you know, every place that I've gone to, I walk in, I immediately say, "Happy Record Store Day." Okay, everyone. Yes, happy record store day. It's so it's so good to see you. And all that. I'm really stoked. I found immediately your Vince Grigaldi trio, the baseball theme from the Peanuts. Oh, that yeah. spoke. I found that. I snapped that up. That was pretty pricey for a suit for a two-track seven-incher, but you know what? It's going to an independent shop, and I get it. And it's you're right. It's it's the coolest thing, you know. <laughs> the the kid in me just came out when you put the white the white vinyl down on it. You drop the needle, and then the the first the first notes hit. Oh, just just great. And yeah, Joe 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 Cool on the other side just just cinches it. Another really cool seven inch that i grabbed in this this was pushing it in terms of price but it was definitely a special release that i heard about well in advance but i kind of knew that i really needed this but on transparent red and black splatter vinyl was the seven inch main theme to john carpenter's escape from new york how did i miss that <laughs> I, man yeah, it's it's really sweet and like the reason why that I wanted it because in in the movie, okay, there was um there was a scene that was cut for time that showed why Snake Pliskin and sorry if you have never seen Escape from New York or know what, but what, okay. what we're talking about. Okay, for anyone for anyone listening, you're just gonna have to be a little patient with me here snake pliskin okay was busted was going to jail in new york which manhattan was now it's its own autonomous jail away from the rest of everything else it's it's a whole science fiction thing john carpenter's escape from new york it's an absolutely amazing movie okay 1981 i believe i remember seeing it as a kid yeah well there was a sequence 
where um, that showed how Snake Plissken got busted and how he ended up going to the man the Manhattan jail. The music for that cut sequence is the B side on this seven incher. It's like wow, okay, so this, cool. Yeah, it's not. This isn't even available on uh, on on the soundtrack and all that. So yeah, some people might oh that's that's just a gimmick that's just a scam and i've heard i've heard the criticism over the years online oh the, the all of these expensive records it's 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 not worth it and it, it's not this and it's all that and it's like dude i think i think you're totally forgetting the point of 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 what it is and why it exists and why why we're so excited about it. So oh that was that was kind of my record store day haul. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Okay, that's, that's awesome, man. That's that's not even counting the wrestling magazines and the, the Betty and Veronica digests and and stuff, just the little stuff on on the side. So whew. Oh. <laughs> now just trying to find time to play all of this, you know, like when I, when I got home, I had other things going on because it, it is Saturday night. I did give a chance to give the, the Kurt Hammett record a spin. That is absolutely fantastic. I gave the seven inchers a spin. Great stuff. Great stuff. And I got about halfway through record one of Brutal Planet, which is really not... You know, I'll get to it when I do because, like I said, I got it memorized. I got it memorized. So that's that's my record store day haul. Like like I said, the it was it it was terrible weather. It was fucking raining and all that. But it just it didn't deter people. It didn't deter people. And I had more than one owner of the various shops say, "Oh yeah, when I woke up." And I saw the rain. I'm like, oh no, this is is this going to ruin like record store day? No, this is Winnipeg. Everyone is a hearty folk, you know. Like if we can put if we can go through forty below, you know, winters and forty degree summers and all that, and yeah. still and still go out and do shit. A little rain, you know. We're not made of sugar. We're not going to melt. We're tough. I mean, you are made of sugar. That's a whole different thing. Well, I'm a pretty sweet guy, yes. Exactly. But I'm not going to melt in the rain. So I have to give, I have to give horns up, you know, to Winnipeggers here for really stepping up for, for my shops, you know, because this is, it's like Christmas. Oh, it's okay. absolutely like Christmas. Where some shops, like if they do really well come Christmas time. Then they got a fair idea of how well they're going to do throughout the year. So yeah. if everyone shows up to my three favorite shops, you know, on record store day and gives their time and money, well, thank you, thank you so much. Absolutely fantastic. I'm gonna switch gears here a bit. Um, I was just kind of pissing around at work and all that because really at my money job, I only had, and I've said this on the show before, 
I really only have like my phone and I really don't give much, I don't really have much time to be able to do that. But I really only have my phone and a terrestrial radio, an old fashioned ghetto blaster to listen to music as I'm working. Well, Miss DJ type person for one of the corporate rock, classic rock stations and all that. She was mentioning this really cool YouTube TV TV show, this YouTube show called No Cover. Okay, that sounds pretty cool. What's it about, Miss DJ? Well, it's basically like American Idol or Canadian Idol and just all of those you've got talent type, quote unquote, reality type bullshit shows. Yes. Okay. But it's actually for real music fans. Okay. Because instead of it's just people singing to canned music, cover songs that everyone knows and all that, this is actual, basically karaoke on national TV. Okay. These are real bands competing against other real bands with their own original material. This is American Idol for people that give a shit about music. Yeah. And this is actually a concept that I had going through my head. Like when American Idol and all that bullshit first started, it's like, okay, that's that's cute. How about getting some real musicians and all that? Well, that doesn't sell. <laughs> well, no, because nobody okay. wants to see people play. Yeah. No one, no one yeah. wants to see a bunch of bands that they don't know. They want to hear familiar music because it's being catered to normies and, you know, the normie mind. Yes. You know? So this has been kind of relegated to YouTube because there is no way that any network was going to give their airtime to something like this. And that's that's actually sick. <laughs> it really, really is. But I decided, you know what? I'm going to give no cover a shot. I got you on the horn. I sent I sent you the YouTube link. Let's check this out because I'm really digging this. That said, kind of what are uh, what is your initial thoughts about um about this unique program well the thing i really like is that it's really like live i mean yes it's all pre-recorded put on youtube but they don't go back and do another take to take out feedback like i i can't remember if it was episode one or episode two where the singer was having all kinds of mic handling issues i'm like oh he's a rookie you know um and the, you know the the fun part is that everybody who's on the panel of judges is seasoned, mm-hmm. you know, and I mean seasoned like mm-hmm. like miles and miles and years and years of road work, you know. Definitely, definitely, yeah. We should take a moment out and say that the judges for for this include Alice Cooper. Yep. All right, that definitely okay. I'm sold. Yeah, right there. Lizzie Hale. 
from him. Between him. those two, I I wouldn't have cared. I'm like, okay, we're good. Yeah, we're good. We yeah. don't we don't need anyone else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. No. Gavin Rossdale from Bush. There's the name I haven't heard heard I, in a while. That one surprised me, and I'm like, mm-hmm. what is this guy gonna say? Um, and I've I, I've been very impressed. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, all right, you know. Mm-hmm. Bishop Briggs. Who is she? I, I all yeah. I heard is like she was some alternative pop singer. Okay, or, yeah, because okay, I didn't know her either. I mean, I'm digging her, you know. Okay, yeah, I have no clue. And Tosin Abashi, him, from, I'm very familiar with from Animals as Leaders. Yeah. Yes, I knew, I knew that you would be, and he's he's a musician's musician. Oh, I didn't yeah. know, I didn't know that. Like, <coughs> excuse me, guitar, like guitar magazine. Named him guitarist of the decade. Yeah, he's like serious. That dude. I was like, holy shit. Yeah. Okay, like I know who Animals as leader is, but I didn't know the pedigree of this band. Oh, like, dude. Wow. It, he, uh, it, like, he is like the Steve Vai for this generation. Like, like, yeah. You really couldn't do better than Steve Vai in in the you know eighties and possibly even part of the nineties. Um, because there's just nobody that can touch him. And I mean, not that anybody still can, but if, if there's going to be like, well, who's the next Steve Vai? Well, it's this guy, you know, like, like the, and, and he's on another level. Cause like, have you seen his guitar? I think it's eight strings, but it looks so big. I'm mm-hmm. like, is that, is he playing a 10 string? Like, does he how have, does, how like, does he, how does he play that? Wow. Dude, it's, trust me, it's worth your time to watch. And just sit there and just marvel and be like, "Wow, I've been wasting my life." You know, <laughs> every every episode they have a handful of bands. A winner is picked, and then uh, they get sent to what they call the Mercy Council. Yeah, or purgatory. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're sent. They're sent to an, another set of judges, and I, I don't have all of their names with me one of them a couple of music executives one of them was sumerian records was kind of a sponsor of the show well so let's back up for a second because sumerian records is putting this thing on right yes yes okay but here's the other thing that kind of took me by surprise um hit parader i was just about to say that yeah is hit parader even a thing online anymore apparently they (laughs) just came back like they have, because I started looking them up. I paused the show. I'm like, whoa, what the hell's going on here? Okay. And I paused it. And I'm like, oh, they're, the brand is back. They've got their Facebook page there and they're really focusing on shows. So they're doing like a rock and jock softball thing, kind of like they used oh. to do on MTV. They're doing this show here, you know, this no cover show. And it really it took me by surprise because. I saw Hit Parader. I'm like, okay, no, it can't be the same Hit Parader. I'm thinking, like, no. And and then just I'm looking at the logo and the things they're saying. I'm like, and I'm still I'm like, no, it's no. Like I'm I'm hallucinating, you know that kind of thing. <laughs> it doesn't doesn't really say Hit Parader. Yeah, and what son of a gun, it's, like, it's our Hit Parader. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right on, right on. So yeah, the Mercy Council, dude, AOR dude from Sumerian, another record type exec. And Mr. Blasco from uh 
Rob Zombie's band? Is Blasco from Rob Zombie? No, Ozzy's band. Ozzy, there we go. But before that, of course, he was a member of Cryptic Slaughter. Way back in the day. Way, way back. Okay. Shall we say. So I was I was really stoked, you know, for him to come on. And now he's also got his own management company or well, something. He's a he's a studio he's a record industry big wave. Oh, that's right now but he's still it seems like he's maintaining he's maintaining his cool and of course all of this is being filmed at the troubadour in los angeles that you know that's like oh yeah i can definitely get behind that right i'm that like as well they could not give more rock and roll cred to this w- without involving like a resurrected lemmy himself Mm-hmm. Like and and hosted at the Rainbow, right? Like like you could not <laughs> give more rock and roll street cred to this show. Like it, it's ridiculous. I'm like, wow. Like this has to be the real hit parader because somebody would have screwed this up if they were just trying to Google it. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know? <laughs> yeah, there's some sort of cred there. Yeah. No, no, definitely, def, definitely. The first episode. Five bands, of course, all bands that I haven't heard of, but ironically, the winner of the first first episode, since then, I have seen their name out because they're going to be out supporting Guar. The name of how? This summer. Yes, yes. They had five they had five no they shit. had they've had they they had five bands, the Art of Resistance. Scarlet View, Dan Kay, who was kind of a solo dude, Night Spins, and Native Howl. Yeah, Dan Kay, he was the movie guy that did American History X, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. that guy, he's on another level. Mm-hmm. He is on another level. For sure. Like, yeah. For sure. Like, yeah, you definitely saw that he had his own thing going on. He was, you know, they were sent down to the Mercy Council and they said, you know what? You didn't win, but we want you back in this competition. And I think they did the right thing. I think they did the same thing with Night Spins as well, right? Like they... So, I can't remember. Like, the first episode was was pretty good. Who was the first band on, on the first episode? The ver- the, okay, the first band on was Scarlet View. They did which is nothing for me. Absolutely. Oh my god. This this they were so ordinary. Yeah. They they were one of those emo bands that that just I'm sorry, but my chemical romance and all of that stuff, I, I can really see your influence and you're really not doing anything else. And they 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 they, they pointed that out. Okay, especially the guy from Sumerian who said, you know, we have tons of bands like you out out and about, even on on our label. Go home and do something fun. Yeah. And right. It's a, like I had to agree. I got about halfway through them and I said, okay, I've seen this before so many times by better. Well, and I was really happy to hear them point out that hey you're not original because dude i i feel like the record industry just keeps putting out that band and i was terrified they were gonna win 
And if they mm-hmm. would have won, I would have lost all faith in the show right away. <laughs> I, think I would have so. been like, okay, this is I just, so. you know, somebody, some puppet pulling the strings. Um, you know, that's probably not even the real Alice Cooper. It's an animatronic <laughs> because there's no way he'd stand for this shit, you know? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Obviously, then, this, the, the, this whole show is designed by Sumerian Records because Scarlet View is their latest you know their latest release. You know, like yeah. that's that's what I would have been thinking if they yeah. would have won. Fortunately, exactly. cooler heads prevailed, and the Native Howl. This band blew me away. Likewise, dude. From the yeah. minute they t- they took the stage, I'm like, what the hell is this? <laughs> it was yeah. great. It was what thrash bluegrass yeah thrash grass i think is what they, <laughs> what they call grass. it yes and everyone uh, yeah the the whole panel was like this is original this is fun this is exciting i've never seen anything like that who the hell are you people this right. is absolutely great and that was alice cooper yeah <laughs> you know if anyone's going to be jaded if any time you have to put on a show it's him yeah it, it's him, and he's earned that right. And, so, and, and I, I knew, okay, if these judges are totally worth their salt, this is your winner right here. I, I've been really impressed with the judges and their feedback. Um, I can't mm-hmm. remember the band because, honestly, dude, other than the Native Howl, everything else has been fairly eh for me. Yeah, I'm not exactly blown away. Um, but, like, the, the thing... That that was interesting, and there was the band. Was it the? I think it was the band that wrote a song about his breakup. Do you know which one I'm talking about? The girlfriend leaving him or whatever. Uh, that was Night Spins. Yes. Was that the Night Spins? And yeah. um, where and and this really impressed me with Alice. He's like, okay, those lyrics are Chuck Berry worthy. Mm-hmm. You know, and he dropped that name a couple times. Yeah, and 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 I'm like, okay. Like, I got exactly what he meant, because, you know, anyone who's been listening to this show for a minute knows I've been obsessed with Chuck Berry for, well, heck, since I was a kid. Mm -hmm. And uh, that obsession just keeps growing. But so, I'm like, I got what he meant with, like, the alliterations, because, I mean, like, lyrically, it was was something, you know. And um, it, it was interesting to see, I'm like, oh, that's a great drop, and especially because this is probably going to get hit a young crowd and they're going to be like, who the fuck's Chuck Berry? And thankfully we have Google and they'll figure it out. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. I believe it was Alice that said to the singer of night spins, you're a rock star. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, you're not just going up there and singing, you know, you're, you're showing the showmanship. And if anyone knows anything about showmanship on stage, Oh, it's Alice Cooper. Like it's Alice Cooper. Yeah sure and he's he's been saying that for decades like with alice cooper you just don't get kick-ass music you know you you get the whole show and he's he's been bang on for five decades now so so uh, how did that band that was their first like that show was their first show how the hell did they get on there okay that that was episode two okay yeah yeah so we'll kind of switch gears like okay sorry yeah, we'll both agree. Native Howl. Oh, Native Howl's amazing. They're they're on my list for best new band. Oh hell yes! For, for come the Rammies. right up there with Kirk Hammett. 
<laughs> Kurt Hammett. That's right. That's yeah. right. And now, like like I said, a couple of days later after seeing this episode, boom, Native Howl supporting Guar and Goat I'm so excited. Like, wow, I'm down for that. Unfortunately, that tour is not not coming here. Well, or uh, it's coming here, and now it's back on my radar because I was considering okay. it. But now that I know the Native Howl's opening, like I think I will absolutely go uh, just to see them. Go. Yeah, just you to see go. them, dude, because they were oh, they were that sure. great. You know, I mean, I've seen Guar. I've been covered in blood. You know, like like, like I I've I've done that whole dance, mm-hmm. and I'm old I'll now. I'll do it again at, at a second's yeah. notice. But but yeah, I'm the, stoked to see the native howl. Like uh-huh. those guys are amazing. Like mm-hmm. I I couldn't believe them. Like how have I? Like and especially like for as, as much as your finger is on the pulse. Right? How do they get past you? You know what I mean? Like, like that just blows my mind because you find all kinds of crazy, bizarre stuff. You know, how yeah. did the native howl not hit your radar? It just—it was just a matter of you. There was just like never let it be said that there's not a lot of awesome talent out there. It was wonderful. You know, yeah. like un, undiscovered talent and. Unfortunately, you know, for a record label this day and age to kind of take notice of some unique talent, it takes Alice Cooper to grab some fucking A&R suit and say, listen to this. You hear this? You hear how great this is? Sign them or I'm going to chop your head off. It takes it takes Alice Cooper to do that, I guess. Yes, yes. Switching gears. Episode two two episodes as we speak hopefully a third a third has been dropped now same same idea we're back in the troubadour seeing uh this time it was four bands the hard rock modern rock radio friendly slaves to humanity a more popish type pop tart jenny march the last knife fighter who was kind of like a i I don't know exactly how you would call it. It was definitely a country feel to it, but with a modern oh, edge. oh, him with a suitcase, yes, yeah, yeah. And your your aforementioned band, Dark Station, yeah. Okay, one last band to to deal with, but okay, fine, fair enough. First, first up was Slaves to Humanity, which this is like, okay, I just heard. Four slaves to humanity on the radio today. <laughs> okay, right. it's just it's just bland, mediocre, modern rock that just does nothing for me. And and those were the guys where that was their first gig, right? That no, no, they've no, actually been around. They've been around for a couple of years. Another okay. band. Okay, let's let, let let's get into that band, Dark Station. That's the Very, first gig. That this was their very first gig. And they're young, you yeah. know. They're, you know, in their 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 late teens. You can tell, like that. Corn is their favorite band. Right. What well, was yeah. that? The one where Tosin's like, "Yeah, you got a MySpace new metal thing going on." Yes. Yes. And and you just saw like their heart sink. <laughs> yeah. 
it's like they're yeah they're just like what are we doing here like yeah. this is our very first gig and we're being we're being fed to the lions basically we're playing in front of alice well, cooper and we just don't have our shit together and i'm i need I'm to call sorry. shenanigans because they're saying like oh we're bringing you the best of the best of the unsigned bands that have been out there working it if they yeah. haven't played a single live show other than this tv show how the hell did you really find them whose cousin yeah, are they like, whose son whose son yeah like, like, like what I, is what is going yeah, on yeah this here? is bs yeah i'm not yeah, buying it yeah and they just did nothing for me. Fortunately, when everyone went to the Mercy Council, they said, look, you guys got nothing going on, but you're young. Go work on your shit. Yeah. No. Okay. So but that's great advice. Oh, it is. You know? It is. Yeah. It's just because, you know, it's just like, you know, baseball. You, you struck out your first time up bat in the major leagues. It doesn't mean that you're not going to you know, have a 400 average at the end of the year. So good, good, good luck to him. Did nothing for me. No, me neither, dude. Okay. Um, and the two other artists. Okay. Jenny March. Now, she was the solo artist, she right? She was the solo female pop tart that I call. They kept so referring to her as Britney Spears, as Christina Aguilera and all that. I really didn't see that. She kind of had a more modern pop well, edge to her. I was, that's what I was gonna say, like she, because because she's the one who came out like in the um, the the black leather, black vinyl, you know, almost bondage type outfit, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, uh, um, I see that, and I'm like, oh, okay, great. So, another another girl who's going to exploit her body. And give us half-baked songs, right? Because, you know, that's what we need. Um, and I got to say, it was great to be able to get into music. Like, I was surprised because she didn't have a band. And so I was surprised they had the backing track thing going on. But I, I honestly thought she was really good. It, it was way better than I was anticipating just based on the visual, you know. Right. Be, because the visual is the only thing you see on like TikTok, Instagram, like that's what everybody's into right now. That's what everybody's doing. It's what's cute. It's what's in. It's whatever. I'm like, oh God, okay. Like we're going to sit through this, you know? <laughs> and um, yeah, no, she was pretty awesome. Like put her in front of the butcher babies and I think you've got a hell of a, hell of an act there, right? Uh, her... There'll be a crossover audience, definitely. Well, yeah, but I, because like I, I really think, I mean... I don't know, dude. I, I think she's got the chops to pull off some, you know, like metal punk kind of stuff. You know, uh, well, I did. I I didn't see that, but what what I saw, okay, with the band Jenny March, it's a very simplistic name. It's easy to remember. Rolls off the tongue. Right. Good point. Okay. She's okay like if if radioactive records okay wasn't like and that's just what i what i call it. if if i was an a if i was an a and i gar a and r guy for sony or universal or whatever bullshit record label i would definitely be looking at her okay not not because i'm particularly impressed by the music i think the market potential the commercial potential for her is there for what for what she is doing 
like as as a complete package do i appreciate it do i like it Nah, it doesn't really do much for me but she's i wouldn't be the least bit surprised if the same guy that signed taylor swift that type okay also signed her after this i wouldn't be the least bit surprised i'm not saying she's anywhere close to the talent of a taylor swift but i wouldn't be surprised if that a and r said okay let's keep an eye on her let's kind of bring her along let's see what she can do so what if she teamed up and did a record with morgan landers it would be definitely interesting to see what what they what they would come up with because for me personally because I love Kitty I love Morgan okay I love her sister and I'm so and Kitty seems to be back you know there's there there's talk of the big comeback and all that I I, I would be interested and in to see what they would come up together that said when they brought these artists to the mercy council and they said well we're okay miss miss march we're not really too impressed with what you're doing okay but mr last knife fighter okay with what he's going on and what he's doing because he was kind of doing you know kind of kind of the same thing as as don k like okay if the song that the last nut, the last knife fighter did, and he was kind of doing the 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 hard country rock, just him. If that song came out in the late seventies and caught on the same way that the Charlie Daniels bands, "The Devil Went Down to Georgia," right? Remember how that song came? How the how how big oh, yeah. that was? Hit the last knife fighter. I honestly think it could have been a huge thing in 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 the late seventies, much like Charlie Daniels was. Well, so that alt or outlaw country is really a big thing. I mean, you know, not not that you're going to be aware of it, but I remember I have a buddy who's who's into that scene, and when I saw the Last Knife Fighter, I thought of my buddy because they have a similar look, and. I'm like, oh, okay. I really, I really dig what this guy is doing. You know, like I, 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 I dug it. Mm-hmm. 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 Actually, I did kind of too. So what, what the Mercy Council did is said, we're not keeping you both on, but what we're going to do is we're going to send you downstairs to the studio, and you. Ms. March, you, Mr. Last Knife Fighter, we want you two to collaborate to see what you come up with. And oh, rock on. That, that has me thinking that, yeah, I'll bet you, I'll bet you they come up with something cool. There's a lot of talent there. There really is. Like, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so who won? Because I honestly, because I, I guess I haven't gotten to the end of it yet. Like, for, I, they, for somehow, somehow it was slaves to humanity. Was that was the the really boring band, right? Yeah, yeah. Which, Ugh, okay. Which obviously, apart from the last night fighter, that was all of them. Yeah, yeah. You're losing <laughs> here. Sorry, sorry. So, so yeah. So now I'm hooked. 
I'm hooked on this show. See, I, I, I'm I not because it's so. so many ads on YouTube. And I well, get it. You got to monetize it somehow. But like, yeah. that's worse than commercial TV. Um, and I, I think the show is already in a boring, um, predictable format. Oh, let's have on the solo artist who's a solo acoustic player who looks kind of um, gruff. All okay. right, let's have on um, 30 Linkin Park covers. And then, can anybody find something original? Well, yeah, we got this band, The Native Howl. No, I don't like them. No, nobody's going to like that. <laughs> you know? And then they steal the show. They steal yeah. the show. Absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. So it's definitely going to be interesting. Are you going to tune in to episode three at least? Well, I mean, it's because we're probably going to talk about it on the show. I will, you know. Uh, I'll I'll make the sacrifice for show research, but it, it this is no metal and monsters, you know. No, no, no. But but like like I said at the top of this discussion, this is what I wanted back then. So I think I'm all in just just to see how far this this goes. Yeah, know? yeah. It's it's definitely yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. What was definitely good is that aforementioned Juggernaut record. That record that I got up early on a Saturday morning, made my way out into the rain just to make sure that it's on my turntable, which it is. So without further ado, this is Juggernaut from their Baptism Under Fire debut and only record, I believe. This is all Hallow's Eve.
everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. But when it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. To check us out, head over to ShiningWizards.com where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling.
Courtesy of the fine folks at Hell's Headbangers, that was Morgrel's Cross with Kahara. Great stuff, great stuff. One of those records that I grabbed here on Record Store Day for tonight's Indie Spotlight, though. Dude, honestly, here is a band that if they were going to appear on on no cover they would definitely get my vote we're always on the lookout for fresh new talent check out this indie spotlight Canadian Thrasher's Derelict. Okay, here is a band for... Okay, we played this band on an indie spotlight years ago. Okay, like I couldn't believe that this band is putting out their first material in 10 years. Wow. And when they... when Yeah, yeah. And when they were in indie spotlight... Oh, jeez. It, it must have been our second year. Oh, wow. That, yeah, yeah. So it's so great. It's so great that they are back. Brand new song available now on Bandcamp. And I got to say, it is definitely a gooder. So all of our longtime listeners and everyone who's kind of been popping up and in and out over the years, once again... Here are Canadian Thrasher's Derelict with clear cut in tonight's Indie Spotlight. Canada is a major oil and gas producing company, uh, country. Watch those drop fishes, watch us 
If you choose to invest your money in a project that is committing genocide on indigenous people and lands, you will lose. www.derelict.bandcamp.com Go check that wicked track out there, and I'm sure they're on the Facebooks and all sorts of really cool um, social media as well. Welcome back, Derelict. Great stuff, great stuff. I definitely have to have them on the show once we start doing our interviews again. Kind of, we, we, we have to give them like an, uh, an extended indie spotlight. I think just, just just for you know making the big comeback, first material in ten years, man, yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, and I'm glad Radioactive Metal was here to reintroduce everyone to them. Well, my friend, how is this for capping off your weekend? It's pretty good, man. It's pretty good. Right on, right on. To get us on out of here. Not only was it Record Store Day this weekend, not only was it International Ramones Day this weekend, but to kick off the weekend was Earth Day. All right. As well. Yeah, yeah. Well, in honor of Earth Day, to go to pick a track to go out on, I want to drop a track from 2019's... um, Chained to the Dead, really cool, brutal death grindcore band. Their record, A Gruesome Encounter, had an awesome song called They Ooze, okay, which is basically about slugs killing humans, okay. And I thought, uh, you know, I think that's kind of appropriate the way humanity has kind of been destroying Mother Earth over the years. This song is saying, you know what? We've had enough of your bullshit. We're going to do something about it. <laughs> and it was commemorated in this really cool song. So we're going to go out with a little chained to the dead. How can uh, people get a hold of us? Well, Dear Snowman, at RebMetal666 on Instagram. Go there, you'll see the pictures of everything we're talking about. We're going to do our best to hold back and not release them until this episode drops. Um, mm-hmm. We probably need to set a reminder. Because we've got all kinds of pictures of great vinyls that we picked up. Um, so yeah, so there. Facebook.com slash Metal. That's um, where the pictures will also be, along with other social interactions, mostly by the snowman here. Rabmetal666 at gmail.com to drop us a line. Um, radioactivemetal.org has all the episodes past, present, and future episodes we haven't even made yet. It's crazy. Uh, let's see. So then you got that. And then we are also members of the Shining Wizards Network, shiningwizardsnetwork.com. Thanks to those fine folks that have wrestling podcasts and all sorts of great things going on. We're also on Spotify. So... You can get find us on Spotify, thanks to the fine folks at the Shiny Wizards. And mm-hmm. we're on uh, iTunes, we're on Google Play, and I honestly triple dog dare you to find us, uh, to well, to not find us. Like, good luck not finding like us. Like, you somewhere. won't. We're everywhere. We're yeah. like plague. Yeah, yeah, that's a great way of putting yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes Excellent. I feel like the plague. Yeah, yeah, and right from here, dude, as soon as, soon as we say goodnight, um... 
running over to Mr. Matt Copper's place to do Wrestling Night in Canada. So, going to be a great time. And in between time, in the meantime, and in between time, that's it. This has been a Today is the Day episode of Radioactive Metal. I'm Snowy White. And this is Aaron. Signing off. Thank <laughs> you.